0: Psalms 127 Psalms 127 verses 1 through 5 when you have it say amen Amen. except the Lord build the house they labour in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Though children are in the inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. You may be seated. How many know the Lord is wonderful? He is good. He is marvelous. If he's all of that to you, why don't you give Jesus a hand clap offering? Amen. You, Truly, that's what he is. Now, the question I have for you today who here knows anything about building a house? I just said anything, you know, not everything, but anything. I believe that we all know a little bit of what a house is supposed to have and and how it's supposed to be built, but totally how it's built is another story. We know what a Christian should look like. But how to be one is another story. Is anybody that really know what I'm talking about? Anybody been through such experience? In the world, there are buildings going up. And there are buildings being torn down. Mm -hmm. And there are Christians coming up. And there are Christians being torn down. Why? Because of the building. It's because of who is building that building. And because of who's building that building, many of them will not stand. People have hired contractors, builders, and they've used bad material. God's people have hired preachers and teachers, and they've given you, bad material these houses and these people need to be restructured they need to be restructured this morning we want to focus on verse 1 where it says except the Lord build the house except the Lord build the house Spiritually or naturally, every house is under some type of construction. Whether the house is complete or incomplete, it's under some kind of destruction. There is something going on. There is something that needs to be done, either on the inside or on the outside. How many have found that work on the house never ends? Something's always cracking. Something stops working. Something breaks down. Well, work on the spiritual growth is never ending also. There's always something you got to do. Something you got to correct. Something that needs to be perfected. Something that needs to be reconstructed in your life. A natural livable house Needs electricity. If I'm going to see, if I'm going to be able to be warm in the winter, cool in the summer, I'm going to need some electricity in the house. But you may not know everything about electricity to, to put in what needs to be put in. You might hook the wrong wires up. So instead of lightening up the house, you burn up the house. Every house needs plumbing. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's plumbing. It's like as soon as I get it put together, something's leaking. Just a drip. And one little drip can ruin an entire house. You might hook up in plumbing. You might put the wrong pipes together to where... What should be going out is coming in. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't want what's coming in to be the wrong thing. Every house needs the right type of connection. Walls have a specific way they should be framed. They need to be reinforced with the right material. Psalms tells us, we are shaped in iniquity and in sin we are conceived. As Christians, we need to be framed right. Are you framed today with patience? Does your love need to be reinforced? Is everything the way it should be? Do you only love when people love you? The only smile back when somebody smiles at you or when somebody is not treating you the way you want to be treated do you still show them christ am i talking to anybody in here look at ephesians 2 starting at verse 18 and y'all bear with me saints i just want to bring out a few things ephesians chapter 2 starting at verse 18 For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father, this being Jesus. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We family. Look at at your neighbor and, and say, We family. Not we are family, we family. <laughs> Verse 20 says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. And whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto a holy temple in the Lord. This building we are in is under construction. We have the material and the power to become overcomers and more than conquerors. Verse 22 says, in whom you also are built together for an inhabitation of God through the Spirit. We are built, or we are being built, that the Spirit of God may dwell in us. Anybody remember the story of the three little pigs. Anybody? I I know the majority of you are in that age bracket. I mean, little Jewel over here may not, but y'all know the story of the three little pigs. One built the house on hay, or out of hay. One built their house out of wood. The other built the house out of brick. Which house do you think stood? The brick. Well, which material material are you using for your house today? Who is building your house? See, except the Lord build the house, your labor is in vain. If you build your house with hay, I'm talking about you a Christian of hay. And something comes up, whoosh, that's what you call laying your religion down, huh, and picking something else up. If you built it for wood and somebody said something, you may, you know, but but in a minute, oh, child, I don't know what the deal is. Women, they, they take off the earrings and take off the shoes. and Men, they just, come on. The point is, your house cannot be built of hay or wood. Amen. It's got to be built of brick. So you can stand and withstand whatever comes to, at you. Let me share what happened when we were having our house built. The contractor came. Framed a house with steel frames for the foundation. But he framed the garage with two by fours and plywood. The, the, the man pouring the cement told him, he said, he said, man, that, that ain't gonna work. But it's gonna work. Then he took a two by four and put it up against the plywood. So when the cement come in, it would hold. Guys, okay. He poured the cement. The steel frame held that foundation. It wasn't going nowhere. When that cement went into the plywood, the two by four, it began to buckle. And he began to push and push and try to get another two-by-four put up. But guess what? That seed spilt all over the place. It did not work. Just like natural contractors in the world do wrong, some spiritual leaders get, get it wrong too. If you are not framed with the word of God, if you don't have the spirit of God, you will not be able to hold the cement coming your way. Something going to happen. Saints, how many times have we seen and learned trials and tribulations don't just come by strangers? Many times they come the way by your friends and family. If, if you don't like the word friends and family, Your relatives, your cousins, nieces and nephews. It comes some kind of way, not just by strangers. People have been building their house with the wrong material. It has not been with Christ. Many have built the traditions of men on what they believe. They have received the cares of the world. On their foundation. What is popular and the majority is on their foundation. The internet and the YouTube, they have made their foundation. If what you are seeking is not after Christ, your foundation will not hold up under pressure. When Jesus asked his disciples who he was, Peter said, Thou after Christ. Jesus told Peter, upon this revelation, I will build my church. Saints, you are the church. But who is building your church? Is it Jesus? Who is your contractor? How strong is your building? You know, when somebody does something, you know what you're going to do. You know what you're being told to do. You know what you shouldn't do. Do you do what you're not supposed to do? If you don't know who Jesus is, how can he build your church? We don't know what to build and how to build on our own. Now, has anybody ever seen a half-built house? is on the way, ain't got no windows in it, ain't got no electricity in it, you just see that frame. And and, and a house like that, anything can get in it and go through it. And it is very easy to tell that that house is unfinished. Well, anybody ever seen a half-built Christian? Huh? Ain't got no windows in it. Ain't got no doors. Ain't got no power. Ain't got nothing. And you know what? You can easily tell, along with the world, that that's a half Christian. And the thing is, anything can go through it. Anything comes out of it. That's another, lay down my religion. You will know a tree by the fruit it bears. Let me share what happened to some folks. Look at Acts chapter 19. This is why we got to know what we know, who we know and why we know, when we know, so we can go where we got to go. Acts 19 starting at verse 14. And when you get a chance, you can read even further up to give you clarity. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them And prevailed against them. So that they fled out of the house. Naked. And wounded. They told the spirits. Come out. They knew about Jesus. But they didn't know Jesus. They knew the name. But not the Christ. They did not have the authorization. Therefore rather than. A constructive end, there was an end of destruction. To have a good stable house, there must be a stable foundation. Anybody believe that? We interrupt this message with a great breaking news. The church built, or the church building, is not the foundation of the church. The pastor in the building. Is not building the church. Jesus is. It doesn't matter what church you attend. If Jesus is not the foundation, you got the wrong foundation. Doesn't matter who the pastor is. If they are not preaching to Jesus, if God's spirit is not there, you need to get out. Somebody's saying, Pastor, why are you doing this? See... When you come to more Jesus, anything can happen. Amen. Amen. Want you to stay alert. And you know what? Jesus wants you to stay alert too. Amen. Pay attention to what's being said. Amen. So you can take it and live it. Let's define foundation. A foundation is the basis on which a thing stands. A foundation is a support. For a house. Jesus is our support. Amen. He is the basis on which we stand. Hebrews 2.18 says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to secure or help them that are tempted. How many of y'all need some help when y'all are tempted? Amen. It's, it's more than just calling his name. He's got to be in you to give you that help. huh? Like, like we, we say, one on the left and one on the right. Which one do you listen to? You listen to the right one. But flesh, flesh wants to listen to the other one. You know, it's, it's more soothing if I, if I do what I'm feeling. If I do what I'm feeling, knowing that what you're feeling, you ain't going to feel it later on. Behind every reaction, there's a, another. I don't want to respond out of a reaction. I want to respond out of action. Amen. Because action comes from God. Reaction comes from you. Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. Many churches that have closed in places, it's not because of their intentions to be right, but because of the foundation was wrong. They had all the right intentions, they had all the right things they say in place, but if the foundation is not right, if Jesus ain't in it, it's gonna close. It's not gonna last, it's not gonna prosper, it's not gonna grow. And growth is not always numbers. In fact, I'm gonna say growth is not numbers. Jesus said, "Where well, two or three are, there am I." Did not Jesus have many disciples? Yep. Along with the twelve, did he not have seventy? And when he told them, "Unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you ain't gonna part of me." Amen. And many walked with him. No more. They turned because they were building their foundation upon natural. It was not the true foundation of Christ. And then Jesus made it very clear. Because he turned to the 12. If I can put it this way, y'all gonna go too? Y'all gonna leave? Peter. Did he not, did Jesus not tell him, upon this rock I will build my church? Did he not tell Peter, upon this foundation? Upon this revelation, upon the fact that you know who I am, I'm going to build my church. So I'm asking you, where shall you go? Will you go also? But see, it kicked in. Peter said, to whom shall we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. Only you have what I really need. Only you can keep me from doing some stupid things that I'm going to do. Even though I did them anyway, but you... you still left your spirit in me so I could get things straight. Where I'm going to go? Saints, do you realize up until this day, many times I wanted to walk another way? Mm-hmm. When, when, when I was in a particular situation, me and my wife would walk around, walk around the, the block two and three times. See, that's why I, I, I stepped in that hole. <laughs> We just walked around and walked around and talking and walked around. So, was ready to leave. Rosalind didn't even have to say it. cause Lord said, where are you going to go? And a couple of times, I left and went somewhere. Lord, eat crow and go back. Oh, Jesus. Oh. See, that, that's, that's why it's good to, to know your foundation is on the right foundation. So, the right one is going to tell you, go back. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have left in the first place. Amen. You're just making things harder for yourself. It ain't hard for me because I can, I can move. Amen. All I got to do is think in a mountain of thought. But you're just making it harder for yourself. Go back. R- 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 we gotta we got to go back. I think Ros knew anyway. But she left with me. Amen. Lord, the woman you gave. Lord said, don't, don't, don't blame that on your wife. You shouldn't have went in the first place. Listen to what Paul said in Acts chapter 17. I want you to start at verse 22 with me. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Superstition or being superstitious is a belief or practice irrationally maintained by ignorance. It is illogical. For I passed by and beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him, declaring I unto you. What is going on today? People are gathering in devotions and worshiping God, but many know not who they worship. Just like back then, they don't know Jesus, and they ignorantly worship people lifting up and praising statues, buildings, and people. Some do it ignorantly, others do it willingly. Verse 24 says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. God is not a statue. Anything man has made is not, God is not in it. News. If we were not in this building, God would not be here. What? If we were not in this building, God would not be here. Do you realize when we lock the door, God's no longer here. Why is that? Because God is in you. You brought him into this building. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 1 and 2. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple, so they was in the temple, right? And they left it. And now, the disciples want see, look, look at, look at these buildings. And Jesus said unto them, "See, you not all these things? Verily, ver- verily, I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down." Very easily. See, and what we was, must understand, you can come and tear down this building, but you cannot tear down what's in me. Amen. See, Jesus, did he not make the statement, tear, tear this down in three days' hour? They thought they was talking about natural building, right? I mean... If you tore this building down right here, could you raise back up in three days? Now, now, be now contractors <laughs> and inspectors. But if for some reason you tear me down, there's a quick resurrection. Mm, thank you, Lord. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. You can't keep, listen, you can't keep a good man down. You can't keep God's children down. Come on, somebody. You can't keep them down. Because, see, if I'm I'm feeling low, I got somebody to call on. Call me, come back, text me. Just don't put me on Facebook. (laughs) But we have a way of talking to the brothers and sisters that we can be lifted up when we need to be lifted up. That's why it's important that we do not forsake ourselves from the assembly. Why it's important that we need to continue to fellowship with one another. Jesus does not dwell in brick and mortar. He dwells in us. We bring and take Jesus with us wherever we go. That is why we need the right foundation. So we can have the right example. Buddha is not the only statue that needs to be torn down in that worship. I mean, I, say, you, you see all these, go whatever place, a big giant Buddha, and people got little Buddhas in their they house. I mean, you, you go to some restaurants, and, and they, they worship in a, an orange. The next day, it's a, it's a pineapple. Yeah, all kinds of things. They got... Worshipping everything but Jesus. But saints, Christians are beginning to pledge and worship other things as well. We must be careful to who and what we pledge. And who we entertain and idolize. Verse 25 says, Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything. See, he give it to all life and breath, and all things. Who gave you life? Whose spirit do you have in you? Who breathed into you and you became a living soul? Why does he need anything? You cannot race, compare, or do anything with God. You can't make something because you don't have anything to make it with. Everything is his. Let's close with 1 Corinthians 3 10 through 16. Verse 10 says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. Let's break this down a little. When Paul says that wise master builder, he is not putting himself above or making himself equal. Because in Ephesians, he says, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And Timothy, Paul said, Jesus came into the world to save sinners whom I am chief. Amen. Paul also said, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. Jesus is our pattern. People who, who sew things know you need a pattern to make things. There's no other pattern for salvation but Jesus. Then it says, he, let every man take heed how he build thereupon. Let every minister of Christ take care that you preach no other teaching but Christ. Whatever is said, let it line up with the word of God. The next verse says, if any man or or, or says also, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God gives it. So in verse 11, it says, for other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other other support or base which a church can be built except as Jesus. Regardless of the tradition, regardless of the religion, regardless of the denomination, or the way service is run, the foundation for all is the doctrine of Christ. This is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 12 now, if any man build upon this, this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, Paul speaks of two types of teachings here. Building upon the foundation of Christ, gold, silver, and precious stone. This is wholesome teaching and will bear the trials that come and there is building the foundation on wood hay and stubble building on this is unsound and building on such will not stand the fire the trials or persecution verse 13 says every man works shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall be tr- shall Try every man's work of what sort it is. Whatever you believe, whatever it is you stand on, the things you confess will be made known and tried. Anybody find this out yet? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you before somebody leave here, there's going to be a trial. Every man's work shall be tried. And when tried, you will know what it was founded upon. Gold, silver, and precious stone will stand the test. Wood, hay, and stubble will be consumed. Verse 14 says, If any man's work abide which he has built thereon, he shall receive a reward. To praise with worship is gold. The praise with worship is precious stone. The praise with worship is silver. To complain and murmur is wood, is hay, and is stubble. If you practice what is taught, when your trials come, when the persecution is in full swing, the real quality of Christ will show. Look at verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. If the work you do is burned up by fire, the work will be lost, but your salvation will not. God does not take away the hope of salvation because of an unskillful or foolish builder. The Bible tells us that everyone that uses milk is unskillful. In the word of righteousness, because he is a babe. Strong meat belongs to them that are of age. With that, they must leave the first principles and go on to perfection. Because you are built on the correct foundation, you keep the true salvation that comes with it. Let me say this ending. And what is taught is since if what is taught is sincere and consciously believed but there are words without knowledge or understanding. If what was taught was not through malice, but through ignorance, that person shall be saved by God's mercy and shall not suffer punishment. And God will not leave that person in ignorance, but will be with them, bring them into the knowledge of the truth. For example, some people have put customs and traditions on the foundation. Even though those things are made known and I have been burnt, the salvation will not be lost. There's a lot of traditions that we get into. It's a lot of wearing, got to wear certain things, got to have certain things. That's going to be burned up. That's not what Jesus is about. But what is important is you have the foundation of Christ. And with that foundation, even though, they teach, you can't wear this. It's not going to stop them from being saved. Amen. Because the fact is, they know Jesus. See, as a church over here, if you don't have a dress on, you can't come in for the women. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get that clear. But when Christ comes, because they had their principle... Their salvation is not going to be burned. Huh? They still had their salvation. They just had a tradition upon Christ. What's important is you know that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. That is the foundation. That is what he's building his church upon. All these other things you're putting on yourself. Mm. unless It used to be, uh, we would talk, as a preacher, if you didn't have a white shirt on and a tie, you, could, you couldn't come in the pulpit. Amen. Amen. I remember a service. We had a revival. The preacher came in. He said, oh, Pastor, I'm sorry. He said, uh, I can't come up there because I, I, I left my tie. Yeah. I took my tie off. Come on up here. That's a tradition in your church, but it don't belong here. Amen. It's not going to stop you from receiving Christ. Because you ain't got a tie on, ain't going to stop you from hearing from the Lord. Amen, amen. Because you don't have a tie, ain't going to stop you from being able to speak. Now, I say one thing. Please, when you come in here, make sure you have a shirt, shoes. <laughs> if you don't, we're going to have to give you one. Amen. But all these traditions, all these Things that people have put before you come into the building, it's going to be burned. What we need is the true foundation of Jesus Christ. Verse 16 says, know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. We are God's holy house and the spirit of God has taken up residence in this house. So he may continue to teach us that our foundation may remain sure. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.